Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome to Soho Radio. You're listening to Saint Remain. So, welcome to Saint Remain. That was DJ Signify and Buck Sixty Five with Winter's Coming. Um, as ever, back for another monthly edition of the show where we talk all things music discovery and talk to some of our favourite artists and people in the music industry. And we are very, very lucky to have a friend. I'm going to call you a friend. Yeah, we'll take a friend. Uh, and fantastic songwriter Nick Wilson in the studio with us today. Say hello, Nick. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? I don't know why I didn't nice say and creepy. I know. Nice and creepy. Super close. So, uh, 100 million plus streams. You signed to Gabrielle Aplin's Never Fade. Uh, let's have a... I've got a couple for you. So, <laughs> every EP of Wilson's contains a universe, says line of best fit. I'll take that. Gifted songwriter from Record of the Day. I'll take that too. Incredibly fresh from Clash. Ooh. And Robin Murray called you an online sensation. I'll take that as well, mate. So I'd say they're all pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, list of, of compliments, mate. Yeah. I th- you know, I tried to find the good ones. Yeah, I'm going to get them tattooed across my yeah. body. I didn't get like, idiot. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Everyone says he's just an absolute arsehole. Yeah, that, they were the ones I avoided putting on. <laughs> so... The way I like to start this with singers and songwriters and musicians is to put them on the spot and say, Lovely. describe yourself and, and your journey so far in 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Yeah. Uh, okay. Started on YouTube in the classic 2009, everyone doing covers stage. Worked through, started putting my own music out, and now I'm releasing um, an album this year, uh, which feels like a culmination of all of that. And um, and along the whole way, I still have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm um, figuring it out. And it's, I don't know. How do you get 100 million streams and not have any idea what you're doing? C- c- uh, mate, Blind e- luck. Exactly that. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things, though. Like, recently I've seen on TikTok, especially, loads of, like, producers being like, oh, how, uh, like, how is, this is how I did this. This is how I got, like, and uh, every time I'm just like, you you don't actually know how you got that. You just got very lucky and your know, things were played to the right people. So I'm just going with that. I feel like, luckily, I had a lovely following and lovely people kind of ob- obviously must have been listening at the right time, so... So talk about, because your first, you, you know, I was obviously reading up about you to try and get some, some gossip on you. <laughs> Surprisingly, not a lot of gossip about you. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm going to apologise to everyone listening. My hay fever is going wild at the moment, so I sound like I'm, like, made inside a balloon. Yeah, made sniffly inside boy. Balloon. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. Um, so talking's fun. <clears throat> um, so you started properly releasing in, what, 2016? Is that right? Yeah, I think my first, my first, like, proper... I, yeah, I don't know. I, I released, like, singles... In like 20, 2012, but I'm talking like bedroom, just just trash, like not not good music at all. Stuff you're really proud of. Stuff I'm really proud of right. that I play to these to this day. <laughs> uh, no, but and then I 
put like EPs. I gave. I, I would guess the first like yeah twenty twenty sixteen. I say is the first like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of do music without it being like just like a hobby. So yeah, yeah I guess I guess that is right. Yeah. And so describe the journey from twenty sixteen until kind of now. I guess. Um, I think like it sounds so cliche, but like it, it's been a really like natural curve up. Like yeah. it feels like since then. I've kind of been lucky enough to work with people and labels that will let me do what I want to do, you know, regardless of whether it pays off or not. But like having the comfort to do what I want to do with with the music that I'm making and releasing. And so it feels like I've kind of tried to consistently release and and build up that following online and stuff, getting in more shows. And and a lot of it is to do with 2016 is when I I started working with my manager Bjorn. Um, And since then, it feels like we've just kind of slowly implemented more people in the team and working with with obviously more talented people and writers, producers, labels, all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, it feels like it's kind of been like a nice natural extension of that and it's still i mean mm-hmm. it hasn't dipped yet which i'm i'm expecting the fall to come soon but it hasn't so i'm all right <laughs> and how have you found because obviously you were kind of self-releasing i mean obviously when we met mm. you were at AWOL, but then yeah. you went to, to never fade like how has how has that switch been um honestly like apart from having different people to work with it, it hasn't felt any different in terms of the music which is what i really loved about what i really love about never fade as a label is is that they're so accommodating to artists and their like vision mm-hmm. and i feel like a will uh, are, are the same and it's so it hasn't been like okay i'm gonna have to change to this thing and it's like how do i re-figure out how to do things it kind of felt like all right i'm doing this thing anyway with AWOL, they were really, really accommodating and, and, and helped in the way they did and then never faded at doing what they're doing now. And it, it kind of hasn't felt like it's changed any of the integral music part, which is exactly what I wanted. And, and I feel like the best the best way to approach music in general. So, yeah, it's been nice. Amazing. All right, well, we're going to go on to your first track, the first track of the tracks that you chose. Sick. So let's talk about Everybody But Me a little bit. Yeah, I put this one out last year. It was on an EP called Love and Heartache. Um, it was like the first thing I put out. No, there was another single, a um, couple singles before this, but it was the first project I put out since like lockdown and the world went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I wrote it with um, Matt Zara and uh, Sam Klempner and um, Matt produced. And it's, yeah, I really like it. Amazing. We'll go straight into it. Everybody but me. Through the window But I can seem to let go And I know that I should feel a little bit about it But I don't So that was Till We Disappear by The Tourist Company A band that I was randomly introduced to Because I did a speed networking session for Focus Wales with Canadians Nice Because obviously why wouldn't you? Yeah, classic And uh, yeah, I just really loved the band And then before that was Everybody But Me from... The young Nick Wilson, who is in the studio with me right now. So, next thing to talk about... I've got to breathe. <laughs> Catch that hay fever uh, I know. <clears throat> the next thing to talk about is um, your debut album. Mm. So, how long has that been in the works for? Obviously, um, the entire time making music, but... Yeah, my life, Gareth. Um, no, I... It was... So, in terms of, like, songs on it, they're all songs that I've kind of written with different people over the course of the last few years. So, I think that the earliest song on it is, is like, 2017. Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, like, a few years. Um, but in terms of, like, actually, like, being the album that it is and, and thinking about it in that light, um, only, like, not even not even a year. Like, it was... 
I think it was sort of beginning of of June, end of May, June sort of time last year. Um, and I got to a point where it was like, I've always wanted to do an album and I have always been like terrified of it because I feel like there's that thing with a, like a debut record where it's like, oh shit, I've got to get it. Like it's got to be perfect. I've got to have the best budget and the best team and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. set. Um, and not saying that I don't have that, but um, it, it got to a point for me where I was like, oh, like so many other people are, this was after the Taylor Swift Folklore album where I was like, oh, like the biggest pop mm. star can just like do an album that is just like whatever. Um, and Phoebe Bridges put out her record and I was like, yeah what like what's there's actually no what's the point of holding back especially yeah. when the whole world's gone to to nothing over the course of a few months i was like let's just like it'll be great to just work on an album for the sake of working on music that i like so um so yeah it was literally like june last year we kind of figured out i i compiled all these songs i listened through a bunch of demos and i was like oh loads of these aren't shit <laughs> i was like oh like this is if anyone's some, gonna buy this album that's the that's selling point the for selling it. point nick wilson this album isn't shit um but no it was uh yeah and i was like oh these are these are actually really lovely and and uh, a lot of them work together and then i i wrote a bit over over zoom sessions with people that i hadn't written with before over <clears> over summer and we got a couple really lovely songs there and uh and then it got to a point where i was like look i've got these these 10 tracks um let's let's do it and and i i found some producers some friends of mine mark elliott and martin luke brown who are incredibly talented people um and they happen to be friends so i was like do you want to do it and they're like yeah let's produce it up and we we kind of spent the last half of the year working on it wrapped it up by the end of the year and and we've been sat on it for for a few months now and it's just kind of rolling out so and what's the kind of i suppose if it's taking place from stuff that's come from Mm. was that four years ago what's the sort of vibe of the album coming together it it weirdly i think i figured out that i really love writing from the perspective of like it's always something sort of relationship wise between like partners or 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 like lovers and stuff so the the album's called now i'm falling um and for me that kind of covers the whole thing it's it's very like in my eyes it's that two-sided thing of like now i'm falling in love or now i'm falling out of love all of those different sides of it so in terms of like the concepts and writing behind the whole album each of the songs has like a different part of a spectrum of like Mm -hmm. some sort of connection with someone. And then in terms of vibe of it, it's all, uh, cause one of the main things for me that I really wanted to nail down, especially it being a first record of mine is it all sounding cohesive. And like, it's as that lovely quote earlier said, like a world, like a a universe, universe. a universe, big word, um, like a universe of living. Uh, and I feel like we nailed that. And it, 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 for me anyway, it sounds like it's all, even though they're written with different people, sounds like the whole album lives in in yeah in the same world. Um, so it's kind of cinematic and um, pop as well, songwritery. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm really proud of it. So amazing, and I guess so. When, so when, what dates are coming out? It's coming out sixth of August. Sixth of August. Okay, so we might be coming out into the real world again then. I know people might be doing things when it happens. Amazing. Come imagine that. Imagine that. What a dream. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go into another track of yours, uh, Enough to Know You. So let's talk about this one. This is uh, another track off the same EP that Everybody But Me was. Um, yeah, dropped it last year. This one I wrote with Matt Zara, who produced. Um, and there's strings on it from uh, a friend of mine, Toby Tripp, who also put strings on the album. Um, and I think that the strings make the song. So if you like the strings on this, then listen to the album. There you go. Oh, what? Well, that's the that's selling point. Plugging for the album. There we go. All right. <laughs> so we'll go into that one. This is Enough to Know You by Nick Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
So there we had Enough to Know by the wonderful Nick Wilson, who is sitting in front of me. I'm here. He's there. <laughs> and then we had I Should Go by James Vincent McMorrow and Kenny Beats. So first, before we kind of talk about, go back to talking about you, because that's all we've talked about so far, it's just yes. you. Yes. Um, what is about that? What is it about that track that does it for you? This is a banger, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it, it keeps making it, keep thinking it's going to stop halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just great. I've I've been a fan of James Vincent McMorrow for so long. Like, and I remember like when I first heard him, it was his first album. It was like super folky, um, and then I kind of like forgot about him for a couple of years, and then like a few years ago, rediscovered him, and and he kind of started tr- like messing around <laughs> with different sounds and stuff, um, and then like now he's doing a bunch of stuff with obviously his own stuff but stuff with other people and i and i feel like him and kenny beats was just like such a lovely mm. combo and it's just like a, a it's lovely to it's just cool to hear like artists do something that's <clears> like <throat> not saying it's out of his like comfort zone but like that difference in sound where it's just like oh cool mate like his falsetto and stuff against like that kind of like trashy beat You're just yeah like, mm-hmm, this is nice so <laughs> <laughs> um do you do you write for other people uh, a little bit yeah, um, it's and that's something that I want to kind of get more into as well. Um, yeah, I, I find like writing for other people's projects super fun because you don't have that thing of me as an artist knowing exactly what I want from a song, whereas I can go in and be like, okay, I can flex like the writing muscle in a completely different way. So yeah, um, yeah, little bits here and there. Nice. Okay, so let's go back to talking about your album a little bit. So we're going to play one of the, the the lead tracks off it in a moment. Great. In a moment five minutes ago, <laughs> sometime in the future um but how many so it's coming out in august coming out august yeah and you've got how many singles to go into it uh we're going with four singles um and then yeah 10 tracks august 6th um so yeah the first single you mentioned is out already um and then i'm not gonna say too much but the next single will be out like very soon so yeah and do what's the kind of vibe between the singles like to the, does it is it showing like the breadth of the album or is it kind yeah. of like a soft lead into stuff it, it's kind of both like i feel like that's the that's the difficult part right of, yeah. of trying to figure out how to get people to like give a shit about the album i was yeah. like i want to i feel like this lead single lead me to the water is the first one we've put out that for me like fully encapsulates like the album sound it kind of has a bit of everything um but then like a couple of the other singles are slightly more upbeat and then there's some quieter ones and i, I wanted to make sure that the songs that we led with weren't all like one thing yeah, yeah. because on the album there are, there are even though it's like one vibe it feels like there's different parts of it throughout like as i said there's some upbeat things there's some slower sort of piano ballady things so i didn't want to kind of just single out one thing and be like let's go with that and then when the album's out everyone's like what are the rest of the songs yeah. like what is this so it's a little bit of everything yeah and what's your songwriting process like um it changes a lot like I, I like to keep it pretty fluid with who i'm working with like which writer and producer i'm working with um but generally it's quite like simple it'd just be like get find some chords or something <clears throat> that sounds nice um and then work out melodies just singing complete gibberish and then finding lyrics that fit in um i don't 
tend to go in with like ideas in mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that do, and that works really well for them, and 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 I completely respect that. But I'm very much like, let's see what this I don't know piano chord brings out and then it's like oh that sounds like i'm gonna write a song about never seeing someone again blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah. um but yeah again like if i'm working with someone that's really good with beats or really good with synth stuff then maybe we'll play around with those sort of things before you know any of the melodies or it might might come about in a different way but so you're a melody then the lyrics kind of guy I, generally yeah i feel like i like to fit because i do think lyrics are like the not I, I don't think anything's the most important but like i think lyrics are super important yeah but i'm also like i don't like it when lyrics are, feel like they're shoehorned in yeah and yeah, it's yeah. like oh that extra syllable sounds <coughs> like an extra syllable like yeah. i want to avoid that so melody then lyrics for me for sure because i was i was speaking to it's the grand grandeur of my job i was speaking to roy who's the lead singer of scan for girls lovely mate lovely he's a what top chap <laughs> i really like i really enjoyed talking to him but i was doing a thing for bim and talking to him and he was saying like his interpretation of the modern music industry is like at the moment your song needs to sound 85 percent like other people's songs yeah but 15 percent like you and that 15 percent is the bit that has to be like totally amazing yeah and everybody can write a song but if your lyrics are shit then you haven't got a hope of people caring about that song. A hundred percent. And also I feel like that's the thing that subconsciously or consciously brings you back, right? Because I've worked with people before and, and obviously in certain genres it, it isn't as important. Like if you're writing dance music and stuff, obviously it's about, what about? dance music lyrics are amazing. Well, that as well. <laughs> but like it's the feel there. Oh, I'm knocking things. Um, but like I, I've, I've heard people... And obviously this isn't wrong for certain things, but I've heard people talk about how, you know, lyrics aren't important and, you know, melody is the most important. But I think that kind of almost treats the listener like they're stupid, right? It's like, no, people, whether they notice it or not, even like, you know, top radio hits, it's like you can you can hear a bad lyric stick out way more than a good lyric right? yeah and i feel like the good lyric will stick with you and then you'll come back and then that might be the thing where you're like oh i, I didn't really notice but that's like really <laughs> clever or like that's really interesting and didn't do something i thought it would so yeah 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 there's that definite thing between having a song that you can like hum to yeah and that's great because i guess it's like an earworm that gets stuck in your head but yeah. when you find a really good lyric like you can't tattoo a hum on that's your arm. it you, you could try it and it might look weird but then that's why like i feel like when you find that rare song not rare song i'm not it's not rare at all i think there's loads of them but when you find that song that hits both and you're yeah. like oh my god that's why like i feel like 10 years ago when i was a, a teen i was definitely like at school under that like <clears throat> terrible impression of like pop music's bad and then like as I grew up, I was like, no, like really good pop is so impressive when it's like you yeah. can nail that like hummable and also really interesting lyrics. It's like it's so satisfying. I think I was, I was like that until <clears throat> probably I started working in the industry, mm. you know, up until I was like, what, 26, 27. Yeah. yeah. I was like a proper like techno Nazi. Yeah. Like I would only listen to techno. I didn't like anything that wasn't like techno <laughs> yeah, or like yeah, heavy yeah. house. Not like hard house. Not like hard house. Um <laughs> And I used to be like really against <clears throat> pop music. And, mm. you know, the only stuff I would listen to that wasn't like kind of dance music was like things like Queens of Stone Age or Nine yeah, Nails yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I just kind of like, I think when I started working in the industry and I started having to listen to pop songs, I was like, actually, pop is yeah. fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. you know, all the songs that you remember, like things like, I don't know, it's a terrible example, but a great example, like Take On Me by Aha. 100%. Brilliant song. 
dumb but brilliant <laughs> at the same time. Dumb it's, but amazing. Yeah, 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 and there are so many great pop songs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it really took me to like get out of my like get my head out of my own ass and just mm. be like, actually, pop is amazing. Like, some, yeah. like some pop. <laughs> is awful yeah, but in the same yeah. way as like some everything yeah, is awful. every genre has like those pockets of <clears throat> trash but yeah. then it's yeah i i completely agree mate it's like i i found the same thing actually when i the more i sort of started working in music and i was like yeah like what i'm only sort of putting myself at a disadvantage as a writer yeah. to like not listen to more I don't know, pop stuff and things that I wouldn't normally. And then that's how you find stuff. And it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. that really took me off guard. So completely agree, mate. A couple of years ago, I was in, uh, what was I? I was in Nashville or something. And I was sharing a, a hostel thing. Not a hostel. That sounds really shaky. <laughs> I was in a hostel. I was sharing like an Airbnb thing with one of the guys I used to work with. And I had this playlist playing through our flat. And then all of a sudden, Grenade by Bruno Mars came on. Classic, he was like, right? well, I didn't expect that from you. And I was like, oh, this is a banger. This is such You're a like, good song. Come on, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the sort of thing I'm singing to myself. And then I realised that people are watching me and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that, mate. Own Grenade. Own the Bruno Mars. Um, so let's go on to, uh, I guess it's like the elephant in every room. Let's talk about live. Yes. The joys of the joys of playing live. Because <laughs> I, I remember I mean, those days. I've actually only seen you play acoustically. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've honestly really only played acoustically. We've done a couple shows with like band things. Yeah. Um, and that's something I really want to get into. But again, now that everything's gone tits up, it's yeah. kind of like... I don't know when it will be financially viable to do a full band yeah. show or tour. Hopefully soon. I think next year... <clears throat> definitely want to kind of for my own thing i feel like I, I've, I've said online and i've i've you know i've said with my team and stuff like we've kind of taken this year out of any of my own live shows because it's like okay i don't want to put something on and then let people down yeah, yeah. so wait until that's gone but um but support stuff still hopefully fingers crossed happening because you've got i mean we'll talk about the, the ones that you've got slated so you're obviously halfway through a tour with gabriel applin yes so your label boss and part and yep. Also phenomenally talented, mm. and also took a fairly similar route to you. I kind of guess yeah. in some ways, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's part of the reason why I think Never Fade are a really great fit for me because she's she's done that. Yeah, yeah. she's gone from that acoustic sort of singer songwriter bedroom thing into. I mean, her last album was super pop and it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's had a pretty similar roadmap. She also has. One of the few Christmas covers that I absolutely am obsessed with. So good. Did, was it Power of Love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Better than the original. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, 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 careful, look, careful, look. careful. I mean, I I'm would say it's definitely on that. a par. I'd say it's definitely on a par. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's rare that I will like, because it's like, you know, the Marks and Spencer sort of song, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, so yeah. good. So good. Um, so, yeah, halfway through a tour with her. Yes. So that one is slated to go back out again when? Uh, March 2022. And yeah, and which where where are you? Because how many how many dates have you got left? We've got five dates left. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I know there's a London one in it. We didn't do London at Shepherd's Bush. Which how I'm, London-centric of you? I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Other cities exist. That's all right. It's Soho Radio. It's based in London. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a bunch. We um, yeah we 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 did half of it at the beginning of last year, and then obviously COVID. Yeah. Um, so it's the the remaining five dates. So I'm really excited. This is going to be really strange to pick up. Yeah. Pretty much where we left off. Because um, yeah. I suppose as well, like. 
Not that I'm suggesting that all artists play the same set list when they play a tour. Yeah. But they yeah. probably yeah, do. Yeah, it's, there's <laughs> um, definitely an art to that, yeah. And I guess, you know, you've kind of lived a lot since then. Yeah. You've, there's new, new music yeah. to play. and there's like, But then you've also, you know, the whole point of a tour, rather than building up to the biggest date, is you've got a chance to test stuff and mm. like learn how it works. And you're kind of going in almost cold with some new music yeah. as well. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, yeah, the, I mean, my set list is going to be completely different. I, Yeah, beginning of last year was... I mean, I hadn't put out an EP last year and then I'll have a whole album out. So it's like a whole different pool of songs to choose from. So, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to Is it just out. the two of you on the bill? Um, I think I think so. Emily Burns was supporting as well, actually. I think she's I don't know if she's still. Slated what you can't see is Nick Googling his own tour dates. No, do you know what I did before I came in? I screenshot it just in case there was an internet. Um, no, I think it's I think it's just me this time. Right. Um, yeah, I think so, as far as I can see. And it's going to be you you on stage alone? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll... Yeah, I think acoustic. Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. It depends what point we're at when it comes to March, I think it will just be acoustic. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but who knows? We might try something bigger for maybe, maybe the London show. Cause I think that's the biggest one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say just, just acoustic for now. So I don't like get any, no, hopes like a full brass band following <laughs> no you around. orchestra behind me. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, actually like I, so Gabby played, um, right towards before I left, I will, I did this thing at the shard um, and she headlined it for me. And it was basically nice. this kind of beginning moment of introducing AWOL to all of these like ad agencies and stuff Got like it. that. And as you can imagine, people in ad agencies, this is a bit of a tear on you. Like they just talked all the way through all these eyes. Oh, we had some mate. phenomenally yeah. talented artists. Yeah. We had like um, Hack Baker, Iama. Um, shit, who was the other one? There were four artists. Oh, Badly Drawn Boy. Nice, mate. And, uh, and Gabrielle Aplin. And so she comes on and obviously she'll say, firstly, there'd been this the massive delay because the Shard wouldn't let the bands come up. Oh my God. So I'm like, like the guy who I was running it with, he was like, you're so calm and chill. And then all of a sudden you turn <laughs> this like terrifying militant person. I was like, because I'm, things just go the way they go. Yeah. But sometimes when people have been stupid, that's when you have to just be a dick and just I, be like, I wouldn't you, be have, to, to, you yeah. have to do what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's like, going to go wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I've literally invited like, all of these people from all of the different agencies up here and like all of the different brands we work with. So there's like the, oh, like, the head of brand for Heineken and stuff like that. And you won't even let the fucking bands up the like, stairs. We need this, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, there's only so long all of the food can keep them going for. <laughs> but anyway, so we got them in and they're all having a great time chatting over all the bands and no, as you do. And I was like standing there, just like outraged. Like, yeah, shut yeah. up and stop doing it. And I, like, like so thunder. Henry, who's now on uh, Kiss, she was like um, comparing it for me. And so she's like really nice and bubbly and a happy mm. person. I was like, can you just tell them all to shut up? Otherwise, <laughs> I will come on stage and tell them yeah. to shut up. And they were just like me, like thundering on stage, through the crowd. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Gabby comes, that was a long, long lead up to the story. <laughs> so Gabby comes on, she's sitting behind a piano and they all start talking and she just goes, can you all sharp please? She's amazing. And I was like, yes! Yes, yeah, this is what you want. She's, yes. Because she, she's, she's obviously done this for a long time. Like yeah. she, you know, she's kind of been at like this kind of peak of her game and she's all, you know, always been in front of brands and things like mm. that. So the fact that she just had like the confidence to tell them all to I shut up. That. I was like, I have so much respect yeah, for well you. well done. I was like standing at the back just like, Oh, that's so good. I love it when you... Uh, yeah, uh, that's such a thing at, at gigs anyway, like anywhere, when it's something that like 
I don't know. It's just like disrespectful, isn't it? And I, I you know, sometimes I get it. It's like you're not, you, you might not necessarily be there for that person, but like in something like that, it's like just, it's quite easy to just not, not be a. I, yeah, I just think you know I mean? anything like that, like just be respectful. Like this yeah. is someone's, that artist is giving their time. They don't to, have to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're there for free, getting free drinks and getting to see like, I mean that bill alone would have cost yeah. you, I don't know. Well over 100, probably 150, yeah. 200 quid altogether to 100%. see all of those eyes. And, 100%. you know, you're just talking all the way through it. And yeah, I was just like, oh. oh but anyway, um, so you mentioned Emily Burns. Yes. So potentially, hopefully, hopefully provide the world crossed. does everything right. You've yes. also got to tour with her. Yes. That is uh, September this year. Hopefully, <laughs> it, that one's been pushed back loads. Bless her. Emily's been so, so sound about it. And so, like, I'm just glad that she's kind of asked me back each time. Because yeah. every time I'm like, you don't, I'm, like, I'm glad. You don't have to ask me back. <laughs> I, I, I want to do it, Emily, but you can choose anyone else. But um, no, that one's, yeah, fingers crossed. I feel like September's right on that cusp. If everything goes right, yeah. hopefully it does happen. And I have no reason to believe it won't. But at the same time... We're British. We're bound to fuck us Yeah, the last year has been like... I remember last year, beginning of last year, where it was like, oh, by like September, it'll be fine. And yeah. then September, you're like, no, okay, yep, no, this is not fine. So I, so when at Cobalt, they basically... It was like March 7th or March 8th uh, last year. And they said, we're going to tell everyone to work from home for a day yeah. so we can test that everything works yeah. and that you know nothing falls apart, like all the VPNs work and all that stuff. Yeah. So everyone works from home for a day, halfway through the day, get an email, yeah, just don't come back. Just don't, <laughs> yeah, like, and then this is like a year later, I guess it's like most, a lot of people still are working from home and it's like that's like well, kind yeah. of a new normal. Yeah, it's going to be like that for a long time. Isn't yeah. It? Um, so we're going to go into another couple of tracks. One f- not from you, one from you. Nice. So... We've got Saviour Complex by Phoebe Bridges. Yes. So talk about that track first. Amazing song. As I kind of hinted earlier, this album was one of the reasons that I was like, I want to do an album. Like, I feel like I'd wanted to for a while, but like this album coming out was like, oh, this sound is like so exactly what I'm loving at the moment and what I really love about music. And I think she's amazing and um, it's produced amazingly. And I feel like this song is like slap bang in the middle of the album. And it's just like, that like safe space just like oh doesn't really do much which yeah. i love it's just like yeah, yeah. oh this is so nice so it's a great and song also i was listening to this on the way up and that's a song where we're talking about the lyrical value of stuff you can hear good lyrics in this song you can well. hear good this whole album punisher is called it is filled with like every song has a lyric in it where you're like what and then you listen back and you're like sick that is a good lyric yeah, this yeah. has it yeah. all over it yeah uh, and then the next one's from you but we're going to save talking about that one until Sweet. afterwards so nice. first we have got I should lean really close to the microphone then <laughs> nearly ate the microphone as I was trying to move the oh. desk uh, so first we have got Saviour Complex by Phoebe Bridges Bloody delightful track that was. 
Thank you very much. So that was Lead Me to Water, which is the lead single off your new album, which we just talked about. It is indeed. So talk about that track. Um, it's... So I, this song I wrote over Zoom, actually. It was like one of my first Zoom sessions yeah. uh, last year with a guy called Joe, who is a uh, frontman from Amber Run, um, who are an incredible band, who actually, weirdly, I when I first started doing covers on YouTube, um, I did a cover of one of their songs called I Found, which I, I love. Um, and, yeah, that was, like, in the early days of when I did stuff, and I used to listen to them all the time. And then, like tiny world the music industry is as i'm sure yeah. you're aware um it yeah we kind of crossed paths a few times and then finally wrote together last year and he's got another song on the album that he wrote with me um so yeah it was kind of a nice little full circle moment in terms of writing which was which was fun so and this one's got a video partner with it as well this one has a video yes um Bjorn Franklin and Johnny Marchetta directed. I suppose it's very helpful to have a manager. It's very, <laughs> very helpful. I love it. I love having a, a, a manager that's like good at photography and directing and, and visual stuff. Because for me anyway, I feel like visuals are as important as the music. And, and there's been so many times where there's been like incredible songs that I've heard and the visuals that go with it are just like shit. shit. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's such a shame. So it's really lovely to, to work with him obviously on this and uh yeah with a video it's it's starring tom Brittany, who is an a uk actor and lucy arden who is also a, a uk actor um and um yeah it was it was really cool to shoot it was like the biggest shoot we've done um <coughs> there's like cgi in it whoa yeah, somebody turns to water is it like full marker bay it's like i don't want to say transformers but like <laughs> but it is it's transformers five maybe right okay we, yeah, no, it's not quite Transformers level. If you're going right. in expecting Michael Bay, then um, lower them. Okay, uh, but it but it is amazing. I'm, I I think it's really good, um, and it's like accompanies the song really nicely. Mm-hmm. Delves into a it's like a slightly different meaning behind it, which I always find interesting when you have a song that you've written and it's like about this one thing, um, and then when Bjorn pitched the idea for the video, it was like, oh shit, that is so interesting yeah. that's that side to it that you saw we managed to kind of go down that route and yeah i think it's really great i'm really proud of everyone that worked on it and uh it seems to have gone down well so yeah and so when did that one come out that came out two weeks ago came out two weeks ago so it's 31st of march yeah yeah yeah. very end of march so a few weeks ago that wasn't two weeks ago <laughs> when was that i don't know what's the date now we all no, look at look our phones. What is way the more than two weeks ago. Um, Three and weeks? So the video, did the video come out the same day? Video came out the same day, yeah. So we, we dropped it all. I, I kind of wanted the first thing for the album to be like, here's a song, here's a video, like yeah, yeah. everything. So it's like, this is, okay, I know what to expect. Um, so yeah, we kind of did it all in one and, and dropped a, that big bombshell. So that was nice. Have you got videos coming out for the other tracks as well? Uh, hopefully got one for one of the singles and then another one for when the album's out, um, which I'm really excited about actually. There's a couple of songs that the next video I think will be um, for a song that kind of just screams out for a video. So right, that'd right. be fun to make. Right. Amazing. All yeah. right, well, we're going to come to your last track choice now. I'm getting quieter. Yeah. <laughs> so get further away from it. Um, <laughs> I have no, like, I, this is why I could never be, I mean, ignoring the complete lack of talent, no, I love this is why it, I could mate. never be a singer either, because I, like, just turn around and, like, look at the ceiling away from the microphone. We completely. need you on a mic, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's when they're testing the thing, I'm, like, halfway across the room. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. ah! Um, getting enough room noise? So, this is Noah Gunderson with Ouroboros. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, Ouroboros, I think. Ouroboros. Okay. Uh, so, why that track is your um, last 
track of the influential track to you? Yeah, I, I guess again, it's amazing. Um, Noah Gunderson's one of those artists that's like for the past like six years, I found him when I was at uni, um, and like followed him since. Uh-huh. And he's just like kind of Americana, kind of like it started off singer songwritery and then he's kind of dabbled into some more like alternative kind of <clears throat> rock stuff. But um, he's one of those artists that's so good with lyrics. Like yeah, if I ever yeah. need inspo for lyrics, it's like, let's go with this guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is a perfect example of it. I think actually the vocal on this was a voice note, I think he said. So, um, and it sounds sick. So yeah, it's just a great song. Amazing. Let's go for it. So that was our final track of the show, or the first hour. So that was Ouroboros. Is that what we're agreeing with? Ouroboros? We're going with that, yeah. By Noah Gunderson. Um, so now I have to say goodbye to Nick. So sad. Get out of the room. <laughs> Leave. Bye, mate. Yeah, bye. Get out. Um, but thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, and for those of you who didn't catch all of the particular dates in the show, we've got an album coming out on August the 6th. That's the one. We've got a tour potentially with Emily Burns, as long as the world keeps going in September. Yes. And then we've got the final part of your tour with Gabrielle Applin in March next year. So good, mate. Yep. And you heard your first lead single, Lead Me to Water, earlier on. Yes. We've got three more singles coming out for the album. Yep. So keep an eye on your Spotify Get on the follow socials. You. Follow you on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. My voice is going really weird. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I'm getting lower and lower in tone. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for joining us. Mate, thank you so much for having me in. That's great. Uh, so I'm now going to cut you off the air. Lovely. Boop. No. Uh, and so we're going into the second half of the show, as ever, which is a mix. And we are really kind of like switching between the vibes as we go into a proper role as drum and bass mix. Um, so DJ duo Meraki. Uh, who's Kim and Emily, have been dubbed Queens of the Rollers. So expect some pretty dark and deep tunes coming out of this one. Um, and they've had, you know, sort of plaudits from the likes of DJ Markey, Lensman, Aphrodite, Congo Natty, High Contrast, and all of the great uh, de- drum-based DJs that you would expect. Um, enjoy the second half of the show. Enjoy the rest of your month. And we will catch you again next month. Goodbye. Goodbye.